Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to the 8311 Cast, your premier Midwestern based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter as we talk about the NHL, a sprinkle of the NBA, and of course, our signature segments where we add another entry to our list of things football players shouldn't do. Mike Stupid Rules, and of course, write that down predictions here on episode 227. The astute listener will they'll realize that Ariane was not listed in the uh, host list for this week, and that's because he's gone as well, just like Mike was gone last week. However, Mike... I'm, I'm back. He's back. I'm back. I'm here. Don't worry, guys. I'm, I'm here to save the day because apparently I was told on Twitter that you guys are lost without me. I don't know. That's what I was told. I didn't listen to the episode, so... We don't have as many bookmarked rule books and stat references, so... It was painful for us to go through the prediction segment, uh, trying to give each other scores for the predictions that we made. We just didn't have those things on deck, you know. You, you just you don't have the five thirty eight MLB predictions bookmarked or you know no. things like that to pull up the Not percentages. At all. Not at all. I see. I can get those percentages in a hurry. Yes, you can. We cannot. We struggled quite a bit. We made it through, though. It, it's kind of fitting that the NBA season ended and then Ariane's out for a week but he'll be back next week we'll have a full host episode next week hopefully until then we'll uh, kick off this episode with some more football I guess I can't scratch that college football itch I mean we have the USFL and the XFL which is cool but it's just not quite the same so we had schedules for 2023 released you know a while back yeah and each team on their website has you know their own schedule right all the games they play there's one team in the SEC that already is listing the conference championship game on their official schedule. Is it Georgia? Yeah, anybody have a guess what it is? It's not Georgia. It's LSU. Texas. It's Texas. Well, Texas isn't in the SEC. Yeah. That, oh, no. Not this year. No, they have well, one year right, in the Big right. 12. We've, yeah. Right, we have one year of 14-team Big 12. So it's, it. so it's LSU then. It is not LSU. Oh. It, Who is the uh, – yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead, Mike. Uh, it's got to be Vanderbilt. Oh, it's not. That would be uh, – That would be hilarious. It would be, be like Kansas. Bold. Yes, exactly. No, it is the most insane fan base in all of college football, in my opinion. Auburn? Texas A&M. Yeah, it's Texas A&M. <laughs> God, they're so arrogant. Like, oh. Is Jimbo Fisher still there? Yeah. And if yeah. there was a team that I was actually glad to see leave the Big 12 in hindsight, it would be Texas A&M. Yeah. Saturday, December 2nd at 3 p.m. will be the SEC championship game according to Texas A&M's official schedule. On I website. hope they don't even make a bowl <laughs> game. You know what? Screw <laughs> it. That's going. Hold on. You'll hear that at the end of the episode. <laughs> They're going to be too good to not make a bowl game. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, we all expected Iowa State to make a bowl game last year, and they did not. So It could happen. It could happen. Is, was that your only fun fact, or do you have more fun facts for us, Why? No, that was the only fun fact. We keep it light. We, um, I don't know if you caught on the last episode, Mike, but we talked about the dropkick rule. And the, the last time that's – it's not really a rule, but, you know, you can dropkick in NFL and college, right? It's, since you didn't catch that, do you know – what school in NCAA Division One was the last school to do a drop kick for an onside kick 
for a kickoff, I guess I should say. I'm going to guess Vanderbilt. No, Pittsburgh. It's going to be Pittsburgh. No, it was it was your own Cyclones. Was it? It was in 20, what did I say, 2021, 2019 against uh, Oki State. Well, then I, I should remember it because I probably watched it then. You you definitely did watch it. It was within our tenure or slightly after. I feel like it was 2019. But uh, I'd, I'd have to go back and check. Or just go listen to episode 226. It happens at the very beginning of the episode. Very nice. Well, thank you for filling me in on what I missed last week as well. I appreciate that. Um, something that also happened in this last week that uh, you all didn't have me to break down for you was the Stanley Cup Finals have come and gone. And in just their sixth year as a franchise, the Las Vegas Golden Knights are your Stanley Cup champions. Um, I wasn't able to watch most of the series. I was uh, you know, out of town for parts of it and, and busy for most of it. But the parts I did watch... Vegas just looked like the better team, and I think the scores, um, the scores bear that out as well, right? I mean, if you just look at the scores from these games, you've got, and I closed my tab, sorry, i got to get that tab back open. Um, you've got, in game one, you had Vegas winning by a score of 5-2, to 7-2 to two in game two. Florida managed to take game three in overtime. But then Vegas three two in game four, and then nine to three in game five. Like, so they what was their with that? Did they have a plus ten goal differential? Uh, that goal differential is six plus five plus three, so that'd be fourteen if my quick math is correct. My goal differential minus, plus fourteen, minus 14. one plus one. yeah. So right, so yeah, so plus three. Uh huh. Right in the first game, then seven to two brings it to plus eight. Yep. Then they lost by one, brings it to plus seven. One yep. by one brings it to plus eight, and then yep. one by six brings it to plus fourteen. Yeah, yeah. my math was right. Uh, what are you questioning me for? No, 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 no. I was just asking if you had factored in the minus one. Sorry, yes, I, I just, missed I just, the like. The, yeah, I missed I just, the cancellation of. I the just game. canceled out the ones. Yeah. It, what, what is that like one of the most lopsided series goal differential wise that we've seen in a Stanley Cup finals in a while? It's the biggest one I can remember, but I don't have a ton of NHL history in the back of my mind. So and there's probably more, right? I mean, sweeps, right? I'm just more lopsided because you don't have any negatives you need to cancel out, right? Right. Um, but it's got to be one of it was. Vegas looked like the better team, right? Um, through that whole series. I mean, there was some, yeah, I mean, games three and four were competitive. It was some fun hockey to watch, too, especially in those middle games. Um, but in the end, yeah, Vegas was just too much. I mean, Vegas was the number one seed in the West, right? It's not like they came out of nowhere. They were a pretty good team all year, um, getting that number one seed in the West, and they paid it off. Now, I mean, I'm not super happy with um, with Vegas being. Yeah, uh, I wanted in the sixth year. Yeah, I wanted to get into this. So I know you don't like this, but like how? So explain to our listeners how we got here to that Vegas was able to be this good within six years, and if you are the commissioner of the NHL, how do you balance this out so that teams? like this early in this their existence don't win this soon and 
I guess on top of that, when are you then supposed to be good? If you're a new team, like when should Seattle be able to, or when in your mind should Seattle be allowed to win a Stanley cup finals? All right. Uh, there are a lot of questions to unpack there. I'm going to start it by saying, I mean, some of the discussion is moot because I don't see any of the four major sports expanding anytime soon. So we're unlikely to have another expansion scenario anywhere in the near future, unless I'm missing something. Are you guys seeing expansion rumors in any of the four sports? NBA is the one that I've heard the most from. Um, I know, I know there are a few people who kick the can on the MLB for a bit. I don't think the I don't think the NFL is there yet, and unless the NFL goes to like London and Mexico City, right, right? and like Germany, so. So I want to preface it with that, but I mean, realistically, right? If you look at it, the reason um, they had the right, the reason they were able to be good this fast. I mean, they've been to a Stanley Cup final too before this, and lost in the final, right? Is the NHL gave very favorable. Um, expansion terms to um, both Vegas and Seattle. So Vegas and Seattle both had um, the same terms. I'm trying to pull it up here. The rules for the actual um, players' protection. So really, um, yeah, so from your roster, so in NHL, um, I'll call it a major league roster for lack of a better phrase, right? Generally, active for any game consists of 12 forwards, six defensemen, and two goalies, right? And each team was only allowed to protect one goalie, five defensemen, and nine forwards, right? Plus, there's players that get scratched every night. So, I believe there's three players that get scratched every night. Um, so, essentially, right... You, there were essentially five major league, uh, major five NHL caliber players from every team available, including one goalie. Every team, right, had to have that available, right? So it was the favorable expansion terms that these teams got. Um, and Vegas, especially, did a really good job, um, with some wheeling and dealing around the uh, the expansion draft, right? Because you could trade basically you could trade with the expansion team to protect more players right so for like for example the wild traded alex took to vegas for the ability to protect matt dumba for example right in the expansion draft um right and vegas did really good with deals because i think a lot of general managers didn't know what they were doing in that expansion right I mean, how often do you deal with an expansion draft? Not often, right? So I, didn't, I don't think teams really knew what they were doing. Um, they didn't get fooled quite as much by Seattle. I think that's why you've seen Seattle be, have a little bit tougher time going. But I mean, like Vegas picked up a Hall of Fame goaltender in the expansion draft in Marc-Andre Fullery. Now, he's not there anymore. But like, just imagine that, a Hall of Fame goalie going in an expansion draft. Those are the kind of terms that... The Vegas got. Now, why the NHL did that? It's because those new owners were paying billions for their teams, right? And they didn't want them to have to suck for, um, for a dozen years or, you know, however many. And I get it. I mean, I don't like it as a fan, but I get it. How long would I prefer they wait? I think you should have a decade of futility before you can start good. Just like from a fan, that's what I'm looking for. 
um, just a decade of futility to suffer a little bit before you deserve to win. That's what I'm looking at. I don't know if you all have any other thoughts or questions, Kyle, if you have more questions. I mean, here's my thing. Like, if the commissioner and all the... Well, okay. I guess I won't go there because I don't know if the owners all agreed on those terms or, like, who mandated the terms of that expansion draft. All the owners agreed to it. So if all the owners agreed to it, right? All the owners agreed to it. The commissioner agreed to it. League office agreed to it. Those terms are out there. So good on Vegas for hiring a GM who knew how to make those deals and build a roster that was a that allowed them to be in a place to do this right i i mean sure if kansas city let's just say for example they're they've been floating it around for a while of kansas city being an expansion nba team we already have an arena all that stuff yada yada um if that were to happen like I don't know. Good, good on us for for doing well and and having the pieces in place to to make that happen. Build out a roster that's able to compete and win. Sure, I get it that like a team should go through some struggles at the beginning, but if you are able to build like a supreme front office that is able to get those players and do it that way, then I don't have any problem with it. I guess, and I mean. Obviously, it's good for business, especially if the I don't know if the NHL wants to expand any more after this, but obviously it opened the door for the Kraken too. They saw that Vegas was able to expand and do it well. So there was another team that, you know, they brought hockey to another another city that I think loves their team and loves loves that team a lot. Sure. And I'm not doubting the loyalty of the fan bases in any means by this, right? Like, go down to the Vegas fans and please go celebrate. But, yeah, just, yeah, I think they deserved. The Wild haven't won a Stanley Cup ever. So, neither did the North Stars. So, and we're literally the state of hockey. So, I can't help but feeling just a little bit bigger, bit bitter. I, I mean, just, <laughs> you're going to hate me for saying this. Just be better, right? Like, just get it all together and go win. I mean, how close have the Wild been? Have they been to a finals? Yeah, they've been to a conference finals, but never a Stanley Cup final. The North Stars were in at least one, if not more, Stanley Cup finals, but that was before my time, but they never won one either. Yeah. I mean, good on Vegas. That's that's all. I I don't know. I don't have any issue with it, but I am let's just say a very casually adjacent fan to the NHL. Like most of the time I, I live it through you, Mike telling me about the NHL. So that's, that's what I got. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm happy to help and uh, happy to fill you in on why that happened. But yeah, really was the favorable expansion terms. Man, we had a lot we of, did... uh, sorry, I was going to say this, like, two finals that were going kind of parallel against each other had really the same result. Like the better team won both of those series. Yep. The better team. And in five, the better team won in five, both times. Yep. Yep. And we thought um, that we'd be done talking about the NBA for a while, especially with our NBA expert, Arian Don this week, but we needed to fill you in on the uh, trade that happened quick. And we'll, we'll talk about the ramifications. Once Arian's back, Kyle, you want to fill us in on what happened? 
Yeah, I mean, I want to discuss this a little bit more with Ariane. It kind of perplexed me when I saw this trade come flashing across my screen. Um, and here's the interesting thing about it and why I wanted to bring it up. So the NBA draft is coming, is approaching quickly, right? And so you might see a lot of teams making a few deals here and there. There could be some draft day deals um, to trade picks and and players. Um but this one happened really quickly and with one of the um, stars of the NBA or, and at least a young star, too. Uh, so the Washington Wizards for a long time have uh, had Bradley Beal um, playing for them and on their team. Uh, there have been rumors about him wanting to be gone from Washington for quite some time, um, you know, a couple of years back. But now he is finally being dealt to the Phoenix Suns. Um, so Chris Paul... Uh, Landry Shamit and multiple second round picks and quite a few pick swaps. Like I won't go through all of them all traded to Washington uh, in return. Phoenix is obviously getting Bradley Beal, uh, Jordan Goodwin. Um, not, you know, he's a kind of bench role player, um, you know, a, a guard and then uh, a forward in that deal as well. Isaiah Todd. I don't know much about the the two, but the, Obviously, the headline is Chris Paul going to Washington and then Bradley Beal going to Phoenix. So Phoenix now has Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and DeAndre Ayton. Something has to give there because they have four highly, highly paid players on their roster right now. Uh, and I believe only six like signed players on their roster right now, too, uh, which is quite interesting. So... Also, look look out for Chris Paul to be bought out of his contract or essentially waived. There was rumors that Phoenix was going to do that anyway. So uh, going to Washington gives him that place to do that and go join another team uh, of his choosing. So that is the big one. We will talk about it uh, more when Ariane gets back. Um, and yeah, there you have it. NBA offseason is heating up a little bit. Heating up early, like you said, a lot earlier than I thought it would. We'll move along. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say we're going to move along to a signature segment. We forgot something. How did we forget to actually put this in our outline, guys? Oh, because we just knew we were going to do it. Yeah, we talked about how we were going to do it, but it didn't get in our outline. So it almost, yeah. I almost forgot about it. Almost, it almost left. Yeah, we have a new addition to our list of things football players shouldn't do kyle do you have the story up or wyatt i don't have it up if you give me two seconds i can get it up wyatt do you have the list up you can read some highlights from the current list while we're working on adding this new one i do absolutely so we'll just pick a couple of these at random so don't throw a dumbbell at your head coach uh don't run over a cop again these are all things that football players shouldn't do um don't steal from your teammates locker don't go into a cryogenic chamber without the appropriate footwear. Don't call your general manager the devil verbally or physically threaten them. Don't drive on a suspended license. Are you just reading the Antonio Brown ones? I am not. Only two of those were Antonio <laughs> Brown. On our list, Antonio Brown has eight, eight items there. I just, uh, I, I guess I listed off three of them. Another Antonio Brown is don't get your $30 million contract voided. And don't strip and quit your team in the middle of a game. That's another Antonio Brown. Uh, don't use someone's head as a soccer ball on the football field. Don't use a weapon on the football field. That would be the uh, Mason Rudolph and um, uh, Brown's guy. What's his name? 
Miles Garrett, right? I was Miles Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. There you go. I, uh, don't punch your pregnant girlfriend. That's always bad. One of my my personal favorite on the list is don't get caught crossing the United States border with one Kyle's worth of marijuana. I'm glad we have our own unit of measurement for that one. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple a couple good ones on the list. Things football players should not do, and we're going to add to that list today. So with that, uh, we received breaking news on our phones. A lot of us did of Patriots cornerback Jack Jones, uh, who is 25, was arrested at an airport on a weapons charge. Um, so it, the New England Patriots second year cornerback Jack Jones was arrested Friday uh, last Friday, after two firearms were found in his travel luggage at Boston's Logan Airport, according to Massachusetts State Police. Um, we have been, in, uh, and this is in quotes from the Patriot spokesperson, we have been notified that Jack Jones was arrested at Logan Airport earlier today. We are in the process of gathering more information, and I'll be commenting on this at this time. Jones was charged with two counts of the following offenses, according to a state police. Possession of a concealed weapon in a secure area of the airport, possession of ammunition without a firearm identification card, unlawful possession of a firearm, carrying a loaded firearm, and possession of a large-capacity feeding device. Um, all the more interesting, he has already been in trouble with the Patriots. Uh, he ended his rookie season um, in 2022 in late December because of a team suspension for unspecified violation of, unspecified violation of club rules. Uh, so that is interesting and what makes this story even juicier get this so john morant uh who has been um all over twitter uh and social media with the waving of guns and videos and um a lot of stuff so jack jones on may 15th 2023 at 10 11 people found the the receipts of this and john morant dumb Dot, dot, dot. You letting social media and your pride ruin your real money. Put them guns down and run that money up. Make one of your homies sign up for security or conceal carry if you feel like you need it that bad. But you the breadwinner, you got to start acting like it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's ironic. That's, that is a little ironic. Uh, and just really almost to the to the nose a month later, he is arrested at an airport carrying firearms. Biggest difference here is that John Moran was uh, suspended for what twenty five games, and this guy's going to get cut probably. So yes, <laughs> yes, it's amazing the difference between being a superstar and a marginal player, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. So how do we want to phrase this on our list of things football players shouldn't do? Don't carry firearms into the PSA. TSA line. Yeah, there are big signs everywhere. Like I was just at the airport, big signs everywhere. Don't don't try and carry a firearm onto an airplane. I like unless that you're better. authorized. Unless you're authorized. Maybe there's a I somebody don't who's... think I don't think any football player is also an air marshal. Well, an air marshal or a um oh the acronym's gonna escape me. I'm I'm thinking of a federal flight deck officer, an FFDO. That would be an airline pilot uh -huh. who is trained and licensed to carry weapons. So either an air marshal or maybe you're a football player who decides to be a pilot and gets in the FFDO program. If you're not either one of them, uh, do not carry a firearm onto an airplane. So we'll, we'll uh, put this on the list is don't carry firearms onto an airplane, onto a commercial aircraft, unless you're an air marshal or <laughs> an FFDO. 
yet. Yes. Love that. So, Jack Jones, welcome to our list, our exclusive list of things football players shouldn't do. Yeah, you have that going for you. You're in a list that includes a lot of Antonio Brown. And not John Grant, the guy that you were complaining about on Twitter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, there you have it. Our newest addition to the list of things football players shouldn't do. That brings us all the way to uh, 40 items on there. Does it really? Wow. It does. We're, we're at a nice round hole 40. That's a lot. I mean, I imagine we'll just keep going up from there. Unless they start reading our list, which is actually on the list. Don't not read our list of things football players shouldn't do. It is. Well, there you go. And with that, we'll move on to our signature segments now. We're going to talk about Mike's stupid rules. I'm going to talk about something that happened in the Cubs and Giants game. Can somebody tell me how a runner can be caught stealing second base on a walk? Runner on first, less than two outs, ball four. Runner is caught stealing second base. Can anybody tell me how? I, I think I figured this one out as I thought about it some more when I saw it on the on the uh, the outline. Kyle, do you have any ideas to how? I I have been trying to think of situations and I I don't have one. So the walk's a live have... ball. You can just you could just steal a base. The walk is a live ball. I agree. But the, the runner the runner on first got thrown out stealing second base. There was a runner on first prior to the walk. He got stole out. Thrown out, stealing second base on the walk. How did that happen? Oh, there is a little more to it. The batter could, of course, if there's nobody ahead of him, try to steal second base on the walk. It's a live ball. You see it every once in a while. Um, And yes, he could be uh, put out. It's a similar concept, though. Think about it. Oh, I did not. Uh, When you initially read it, in my mind, the scenario was a guy on second or third stealing to either third or home on a walk no a guy on first stealing second why that seems stealing second that seems dumb i i don't know i i do not know um huh all i can think of was the runner at first just wasn't paying attention and that's how he has to go to second like I know he has to go to second (laughs) but he just wasn't paying attention what's the difference can you not run from first to second base Entitled to second base. Did he take off before the pitch was thrown? No. I mean, yes, because he was leading off, but no. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't know. Because it was a walk, right? It was a four-ball walk. Yeah. Yep, regular old walk. Nothing special about the walk. I asked because a hit-by-pitch would be dead ball. and that Yeah, hit-by-pitch is dead ball. This couldn't happen. Agreed. So if the bone standard walk, the guy that was on first gets put out because he stole to second on the walk. This doesn't, this does not compute. Um, what am I missing here? It was a three, two count. So the runner was off with the pitch. Like he was going to try to steal second base. Had it been like a strike for a strikeout. Right. Yep. So the cat, it was a close pitch. So the catcher threw down anyway. Fair. And there is a tag play at second base and he is tagged. The key here comes from he slides past second base. So he is entitled to second base. But in the case, oh. touched second base, overslid the base. And since he's only entitled to that first touch of second base, once both feet are past second base, if he's no longer touching the base, 
he is now past second base, no longer entitled to it, and liable to be put out. Wow, that's obscure. I did not yeah. know that. I'm assuming that would be the case from second to third as well, right? Yeah, that'd be the case on any base, yes. Yeah. Granted, from right, if there's no runner on first and he's going from second to third, he's not entitled to third base, right? He's liable to be put out at any time because he's not forced to advance on the walk. But So if you're running, like, that would be the same thing on the walk to first too, right? If you walk past first, get off the base, and then get tagged, you would be out. That's correct. You still have your overrun protections of first base on a walk. Yeah, but if you're just walking, you wouldn't have that. I mean, sure, as long as you go to walk off towards foul territory, you're still protected in that case. But if they didn't, that would be, like you said, that would be the same as, as leading off, essentially. Correct, yep. It's a live ball and you left the base. You're only entitled to the base. As soon as you move past the base and attempt to an advance, in the case of first base, other bases just passed you're liable to be put out. That is awesome. I, I did not know that. You mentioned this happened in a Cubs game that I, I did not watch. Yeah. Now, now, if you go back and look at the play, I actually think it was officiated incorrectly because I don't actually think, in order to be past the base, both your feet have to be totally past the base. With second base, it's a line from the pitcher's mound to the front corner of the base over to the left corner of the base to the back corner of the base, and then out to the outfield, right? It's hard to visualize. Mm-hmm. I hope that was a decent description. And both your feet, this only matters for your feet. It doesn't matter where your hands or anything else is. Both your feet must be past that imaginary line. Um, I don't think it was in this case, so I think it was an incorrect call. But nonetheless, that is why he was called out, is because he slid past the base and then was no longer entitled to it without the uh, liability of being put out. That's interesting. That That's a really good one. I, I did not know that. Well, there you go. Now you know. I feel enlightened. Good. I'm glad I could get you something good on this week's episode of Mike's Stupid Rules. That was a good one to do when you, like, your first day back, or first week back, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I, saw a vid- I saw a video on it, and I was like, ooh, we got to talk about this. That is it for our right, uh, for our Mike Stupid Rules. And in our Write That Down Predictions, our accountability session is also over because there's nothing that came off the board this week. So we'll move right into our prediction part of the segment. We'll lead off with Ariane since he won the season last year. Do we have anything from him this week? Uh, no, he's on vacation and hasn't, uh, hasn't gotten back to me with the message right now. So we'll just let him have a week off since... He doesn't get a strikeout since he hasn't opened my message asking for a prediction. Sounds good. You're next up in the lineup then. Yep. I'm going to start looking ahead to football season um, since we talked about the NFL a little bit. And I'm looking at the NFC North and I just don't see any very good teams there. I don't think the Vikings are going to be particularly good either. But since I don't think anybody else is going to be, I'm going to say that the Vikings are going to win the North. Uh, According to FanDuel, they are plus 310 right now. For what it's worth, it seems like... They're probably Everybody's, the favorites, right? Um, Lions are 145. Really, the Lions are the favorite in the NFC North? I mean, this is just FanDuel, to be fair. That can't be right. It, it is. That can't be right. As of June 2nd. Huh. Just seems plausible. It's a far out there prediction that's almost when, a coin flip. So I would five, say. When does 538 do their stuff? Not yet. Not yet. Ugh. FPI is out for 2023, though. Ooh, what's that say? 
It also favors the Lions. It gives the Lions a 43% chance to win that division. Do they just not no like way. the fact that Dalvin Cook is gone now? I don't know. The The Lions have, a, according to FPI, the Lions have a 43% chance. The Vikings have 28. Um, the Packers are at 12. And the Bears are at 15. Well, before I heard these Lions predictions, I was going to say this is probably a single no, um, it, it not even a single because of that. It's so far out there. To me, this is a double, regardless of, of what that this weird lions thing's happening. I'd say this is a double. I mean, uh, like like I said before, all the lions stuff. I was gonna say maybe fringe single if they were at forty three percent, but the lions are at forty three percent. So this is a double. We'll go with that. I'm down with that. Double it is. Do anything from Josh this week? Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive and doing good, getting out and running, enjoying the summer weather. Um, he's still looking at baseball, and he's going to say Rowdy Telez will hit a home run within the next week. Um, let me see what his stats are so far this year, how many home runs he's hit. I should just bookmark his page. Josh likes Rowdy Telez predictions. He has 12 home runs so far this year. Um, in how many games does he play? Ba-ba-da. 12 home runs in 65 games, which is one home run every approximately, what would that be? Approximately five games. So this seems like a 50-50 shot then-ish, right? Home run every five and a half games, one home run this week. Single. That's sure. sort of what I'm leaning for, but... I I suppose. Sure. All right. Single it is. I will predict that one starting quarterback in the Super Bowl will have initials that are an element on the periodic table of elements. This is a throwback to a, uh, a, a quiz question from a couple weeks ago that we went over in case you forgot where. Uh, How many been... quarter? Uh, I was going to. Sorry, you finish. I was going to. I was. In a, in anticipation or like trying to figure out in my head how many quarterbacks there are that fit that bill. Well, since 2014, there's been four. What quarterbacks currently uh, have their initials on the periodic table? That's what I was trying to figure out. Uh, have fun. <laughs> That'll take all night. <laughs> we'll just say double. I don't know. Of the quarterbacks, you have the best chance. Is there J.H.? Aaron Rodgers. No, there's not. No we J-H. already know Pat Mahomes is, though. Pat Mahomes right. is. J.A. I don't think there's a J.A. There's no L.J. KC. There's, no, there's no J.B. Kirk Cousins, we don't even have to worry about. You didn't respond to that, Mike. No, I was just, just listening. T.T. We don't probably have to worry about T.T. There's not a T.T. There's a couple element names with T.T. in the name, but not as a symbol. Like, do we need a there is there? Well, there is no, there is TL. So Trevor Lawrence is on here. What's TL? Oh, Thallium. Yep. Right. Yeah. So we have a couple options. I mean, the Jags have been getting a lot of love from the sports books this off season. Are we just going to say double or triple? Well, I was going to say Mahomes. double. Mahomes has the Chiefs are going to be probably up there again. Okay, so I'll, I'll take a triple. I will not complain. Double it is. Cam Newton. 
Okay, hold on. No. Oh, it does stay starting quarterback. Okay. It, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But I mean, all right. So double it is. What do you got, Kyle? Well, I had two this week. And then that intro really got to me. Um, or the fun fact. So now I have three. Chiefs will win the West. That's probably a single. According to FPI, they have a 55% chance to do so. Second highest. Third highest um, of anybody in the league behind the Niners and Jaguars. So single? Yep. Dolphins will win the East. Dolphins will win East. Well, Dolphins. That's a 22% chance according to this, so that'd probably be a double. Why you good with that? I'm just trust but verify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you good with that? D- double's fine. Texas A&M does not make a bowl game after they went when was ahead. the last time they did not make a bowl game? Let me pull up the college football FPI. Give uh, me a second. 2020, but that doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? I was just looking to see when the last time they did not make a bowl game. I know, but it counts. Not really. Texas A&M is projected to go 7.5 and 4.5 with a 93% chance of getting six wins and going to a bowl game. That's a home run. Seems like a home run. Yeah. Seems like a home run to me. I won't argue against that. We'll give you a home run. So this even includes the outlier of they do go six and six, but they reject their bowl game invite. Yes, because they yes, well because they wouldn't go to a well. No, yeah, you said like, make. So make you say make. So if they are given an invite, they made a bowl game. I I agree with this reasoning. If you want to change the verbiage, I don't think it'll affect your score. It won't. Okay, it does not go to a bowl game. Well, okay. I want to clarify that so we don't have to go back and re-clarify later. So, so Kyle redid the prediction. Texas A&M does not go to a bowl game. I still think that's a home run. Yeah, I agree. Wonderful. With two singles, three doubles, a home run, and a pending prediction, that includes our Write That Down prediction segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for dropping by this week's episode of the 8311 cast, episode 227. From now until next week's episode, be sure to check in with our socials at 8311cast wherever you find us. Signing off for the 8311cast, we have your hosts, Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter. We'll talk to you all again next week. Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones!